What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Mitch, and with me, as always, I have... I'm Boozy. And we do not have any Kyle today, and that is because today is our annual special Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival episode with John Allison and Jeff Drake. How are you guys doing, John? How are you? Tired, but good. <laughs> Coming in wow, hot. Brought the energy up real hey, we're, fast. We're, we're one week and a little bit out from the festival. If I'm alive, I'm happy. So it, Perfect. It's, it's nuts right now. And Jeff, how are you doing? We have the assistant festival director, Jeff Drake. I'm fantastic. Happy to be a part of uh, what I consider to be the Super Bowl of the Terror Table episodes. Mega Bowl. <laughs> this actually kind of is, if you if you think about it. This is kind of uh, like that. But Jeff, are you sleepy is the real question. <laughs> Doesn't matter if I'm sleepy. I'm here for the show. Hey, that, see, that's the attitude we need. See, I, just, I just don't have that attitude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here. Yes. You got me. John, it's okay. So you bring the raw, which I was going to mention like as soon as we got into it, you bring the raw sexual energy, and that's oh, something that's always lacking here. <laughs> I really appreciate that. And there's a cat on him. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about the entire festival lineup for the 2021 Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival. We'll be going from the beginning to the very end, talking about all the films that were programmed this year and everything that will be shown at the Broadway Theatre in Saskatoon. We say this every single year, but if you are a listener from abroad or are not anywhere near Saskatoon, uh, this is still a super fun episode to listen to and be a part of because you're going to get to hear all about some really exciting new movies that you might not have heard of otherwise. Um, and some of these movies, they're already streaming. Some of them will be streaming soon. Uh, and other ones might be showing at your local art house theater. So before we get into that, do you guys want to hear a quick word from our sponsors? I always want to hear a quick word from our sponsors. If we have to. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Direct West. Are you a business owner looking for new avenues to promote your business? Direct West digital billboards are a great opportunity to highlight a new product, a new promotion, or anything else you'd like your customers to know about. You can get local expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. All right. Now, uh, before we get into the film festival shenanigans, let's uh, let's just catch up with each other. So uh, I haven't seen you guys in a little bit. I, I know you guys have been busy. You've been helping out in the city there. You guys, So you guys have probably had a couple meetings, I'm assuming. Yeah, we went out for wings. It was um, yep. sexual energy. As was always, Jay there? Was there? Yes, he was. Ugh. I love to see him. He was. He is a little firecracker. Jay, oh, trust me. We have two Jay episodes coming up soon. So the the Terror Table listener base has not heard from Jay yet, uh, but you will. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a part of the Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival programming committee, and he was not only one of the contributors of the Drew's hand who bought a, a bought an episode, but I had also promised him another episode, which was we were going to record like before I moved uh, but as you guys know I got busy so we didn't but Jay will be on here twice so get ready for that prepare your butts um, but let's talk <laughs> about what we've uh, seen otherwise outside of the festival let's do a little pre-fest ramble uh, who wants to go first let's hear let's hear from John so instead of just what I saw recently I thought I'd just quickly run through some of the cool stuff from the other festivals that I saw that we're not playing and that so this is actually over like the past few months okay 
Uh, but I'll keep so it So you went short. to Fantasia? Uh, uh, so Fantasia was online. So yeah, I attended Fantasia. Uh, and then I actually went down to Austin for Fantasia. Oh, Fest. that's right. That's right. Did you see Bingo Hell yep. there? Yes, I did. That was one of the ones. Oh, nice. Let's mention. hear. Uh, and that. So, so yeah, so we can start with that one. Uh, so yeah, so Bingo Hell, uh, Gigi, Saul Guerrero, uh, her new horror comedy. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And that uh, it's playing. I think, yeah, it's on available Amazon. on Amazon right now. Yeah, so it was it was there at uh, Fantastic Fest before it was released on Amazon. Uh, and yeah, it was great fun. Uh, lots of good comedy, lots of good splatter, lots of good yeah. horror, uh, and everything. We're also playing one of her shorts. Oh, the, the one that's been winning uh, a bunch. Because uh, she lives uh, in Mistress yeah, of Bones. Yeah, she lives in uh, Vancouver here. She's going to be coming on the show right away as well. Uh, but yeah, I know Mistress of Bones. Has, I haven't seen it yet, but it's been cleaning up with awards here in Vancouver. And uh, if you don't follow her on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, you definitely should if you're a horror fan. She's just an incredible director and just a super bright, fun spirit. Uh, so big, big yep. fan of hers. But it's good to hear. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. hoping to check out Bingo Hell as soon as I can. Yeah. Uh, so I got, when I look at this, I probably got about 10. How do you want me to do it? One or two, and then jump to you guys, or uh, do give us give us one more, then we'll switch around a bit. Okay. Uh, so uh, all the moons, uh, it's coming up on Shutter uh, soon. It's a Spanish. Uh, they labeled it as fantasy, but it's a vampire movie, uh, and it's all about during the Spanish Revolution, or sorry, uh, probably one of the Spanish Wars. I don't think it was a Revolution. Uh, a young girl gets basically in a church is bombed. A vampire saves her. She becomes a vampire, and then she ends up, the whole vampire community ends up being wiped out, and she's left alone. Mm. And that. And she's this young girl who's a vampire. With no blood to drink. And what does she do? Because uh, in the words of Rise Against, <laughs> she had no more blood uh, to bleed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's very much, it's not a horror movie, but it's a cool vampire story that I really, really love. Uh, and that, and the relationships and stuff in it are great and that so it's coming up on shutter uh sometime soon cool all right so that one is called all the moons uh jeff what have you what have you yep. watched you've also been attending all these festivals and check checking out a bunch of movies uh you know let's hear it yeah watched watched a whole bunch of movies crammed in for the festival so uh took a little bit of a break after that because it was uh we watched a lot to bring saskatoon the best 21 features from around the world uh, but a couple I'll mention because um, they were unavailable to us by the time we took a look at them. Uh, what Josiah saw, which is probably on John's list as well. He's not. I, 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 I left. I, I left it off because I knew you would talk about it. Okay. Uh, it, yeah, uh, American horror movie um, about this uh, kind of dysfunctional family, and their um, their the kids are grown up now. Uh, and they're getting back together to decide what to do with the family farmhouse. But um, the movie kind of starts off with that and then splits into three separate stories, telling different stories on each of the children, uh, which are completely different from each other. And then I was wondering as I'm watching this through, how are they going to tie this all together? And then they tie it all back together at the end. So it was, it was really, really good. And I know uh, John liked that one too. Cool. And then uh, another one that I really liked that John did not, um, was called Sweetie, you, you Won't Believe It. I like how you throw him under the bus right there. Hey, uh, so at the at the festival, I often, or at screenings, I've got up on stage and said, hey, this is just fault. 
So when he picks a movie, it's on him. When I pick a movie, yeah, it's on me. And how many and people that. have thrown you under? I guess the, I guess it's about time that John was thrown under the bus because uh, now now a lot of those <laughs> memories are coming back. Uh, but I I recall a lot more times where John plays a movie and everyone's like, "Fuck." <laughs> yep. Hey, wait, wait, wait till we start talking about masking threshold. Yeah, we'll get into that today. Um, Sweetie won't believe it. Is uh, it's it's from Kazakhstan. Uh, a, a young uh, married couple is expecting their first child and the husband is just like completely stressed out so he leaves his wife for the day to go fishing with his friends um, and while he's out fishing they witness a mob hit uh, and so the mob's after them now and then there just happens to be a serial killer working in the same area so now there's a serial killer that's kind of tracking all of them and it was uh, it's super funny uh, John didn't like the like the one spot where they're like, yeah. The, yeah. the movie overall is good. I don't like one of the female characters. I think it's too stereotypical. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, and it's kind of, yeah, whatever. Uh, but the, the killer in it is amazing. He's basically John Wick out in the boonies. Uh, and it's just, he's an amazing killer. Yeah, it was very funny, very violent. Uh, highly recommend Well, suspicious how John has a problem with a female character, but loves the killer. I have a problem with the way they portrayed her. I think it's too stereotypical and too stock, and they could have done yeah, way I guess better. If there's, if there's anyone who knows women, it's you, John. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a scene where they're, where they're on the road. And Feminists they, uh, rally around John. Uh, they're the, at the same time. They're just uh, taking a leak in a jug, and then they like, you know, almost run into somebody and spill piss on themselves, and. Oh, I love a I love a good <laughs> piss jug. Like, I, yeah, what is wrong with the piss jug? Like that that's like man gets hit and groin by football levels like, of comedy. Yeah, piss jugs are a Canadian heritage moment. If you're counting the Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> yeah. cool. So to defend myself, to defend myself, sweetie, you don't uh, won't believe it is on my list. Oh, okay. Here that I have. So it is actually like I didn't hate it. I just have a serious problem with the beginning. The rest of the movie's a yeah. blast. And once they get out in the wilderness, it is. You know, so you're on a list. You're on Santa's naughty list, John. <laughs> That's fine. All right. I have no problem Boozy. with that. Uh, let, let's hear something you've checked Hi. out recently. Yeah, I have I have some stuff to talk about. Uh, first one is, this is from 2020. This is a Canadian comedy horror directed by Cody Hallahan. It is called Vicious Fun. Mm. This is on Shudder right now. And it is the story of a kind of dopey kid who gets a little too drunk and ends up stumbling into what he thinks is an AA meeting, but it turns out it's an AA meeting for serial killers. <laughs> and uh, he has to try and blend in with them. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's a great comedy movie. Um, it, it's yeah, I, I definitely would recommend it to anybody. It's on Shutter right now, but the the kills are actually a lot better than I expected, and a lot of the comedy hit. There there is another story that happens within this film, but I don't want to give it away because it's kind of like one of the more fun parts of it. But they have a whole thing where they like all dress up and hang out in uh, a police station, and it, it kind of turns into like this fun siege movie for a while. Um, I'm trying to remember. Do they dress the up main, like policemen and guys. do fucking nothing? <laughs> I mean, what's different? Um, 
<laughs> so the one one bad guy in here, his name is Ari Millen. He was in Orphan Black for a long time. I've never seen that show, but he was very fun. He was he was great in this. He had he had good comedy timing, and I think he like did a little bit of an homage to like Doctor Giggles in it. So cool. all right, so vicious fun. <laughs> Give us one more. All right, I got another one here for you. Uh, this one is from New Zealand, uh, 2020. This one is called Reunion. Oh yes, I've heard about this one. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to pull up something here quickly on this one. I did honestly, I did not like this movie a ton, but basically, it's this dysfunctional family, and the they kind of have to get back together to move stuff out of their family home. And, and the one the uh, one woman who comes back is pregnant and she has to kind of deal with her father who has failing health and then her mother who is hiding a bunch of secrets and a lot of it involves uh, moving like your stuff out of your house and kind of rifling through it and and kind of dealing with the trauma that comes with it it's a very cool movie that way um, there there's some really cool special effects you you wouldn't think that this is has anything to do with with kind of special effects creature stuff but there actually is a little bit in this so I thought that was pretty cool. Overall, I, I, I don't think it was incredible, but I, I definitely would recommend people check it out because it, it was a really cool idea for a story. So uh, it has a lot of elements that also kind of reminded me of like The Lodge. There's a little bit of a, uh, what would it be? Like culty aspect to it, but I, I don't feel like they dug deep enough on it, which was kind of like a bummer for me because they set up some really good imagery with that. Cool. All right, so re reunion. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep going in twos here. I only have two this week, so I will be kind of brief about them, and then we can just move on for some more exciting stuff. Um, but basically, I'm going to jump in. I am going to touch base again on the Chucky TV series. Uh, when Yes, please. I've been I've been recommended this by a couple of people. Yeah, yeah I'm this. turning on it hard. <laughs> I, I have uh -oh. soured on this show over the last three episodes, like... It's uh, it's that losing fast? me. It's 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 definitely losing me. It has its moments, but uh, I was very 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 positive about the first two episodes when we first uh, checked in on it. I'm obviously going to keep watching this movie, but or the show. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm kind of turning on it substantially. Uh, it goes in a direction. Is it the story or the characters? It's all of the above. Uh, it's it's Don Don all Mancini going in the direction that he originally had planned to take the Chucky character when he had created him and uh, this was one okay. of the times where the studio was right and they said no <laughs> no don't do that that's that's dumb and uh, he kind of left off the last movie Cult of Chucky he left the, the movie off on kind of a cliffhanger and uh, it, it introduced a new twist and you didn't no, like that awful. one right um, but it introduced a new twist to the, the story and this is the this is the if if best way I can put it is Jason goes to hell but Chucky um, so not a fan oh. of the way that it's going I'm still going to watch it Chucky looks great I really like the main character and uh, I like of course I'm a Devin Sawa stan no pun intended because he is stan um, but yeah it's, it's there's just certain things that I just can't stand in shows and one of them is when films or TV shows include photos like there's photos of characters from 
they're referencing the past, but it's a screenshot <clears throat> from the fucking movie before. Um, one movie that did this recently was The Craft Legacy, uh, <laughs> where they show like a picture of Veruza Bulk or whatever her name is, and it's like a straight up screen cap from the first movie, and it's like that's not how photos work. I don't know. It's annoying. Don't like that. <laughs> and uh, Charles Lee Ray. That's pretty bad if it's noticeable. Oh, it's extremely noticeable. It's Jennifer Tilly, and it's like one of her, the iconic moments from Bride of Chucky, where it's like, so yeah. we saw that in the movie. Was there someone there holding a camera, taking a picture? Like, I understand, like, you know, it's it's Chucky. Go a little easier on it. But um, bottom line, Charles Lee Ray just looks like Tommy Wiseau in 2021. Um, have Jeff or so it's not really imposing no, at all. Uh, he actually like Fiona Dorf plays a young Charles Lee Ray, and so it's Brad Dorf's daughter, and she looks great. Like she looks like Brad Dorf. They of course do the thing where instead of just using her voice and letting her act, they put Brad Dorf's overdub voice on her, uh, which is another thing that kind of annoys me. But she's she's great. The problem is in 2021, she looks like Tommy Wiseau. Like it's really hard to to see anything other than uh, the main dude from the room. So yeah, not 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 loving where Chucky is going. I'm going to continue it because that's just what I do. Um, but the other one I want to touch on is I went for my first experience at the Rio Theater last night. So the Rio Theater is a legendary art house theater in Vancouver. I have so many questions. Oh, just you wait, and I'm I'm happy John can be here for this this. Uh, I, I already well, know I saw you your know. Facebook <laughs> I, would, I would hope so <laughs> but yeah the Rio Theater it's about it's five blocks from my place right now like Kevin Smith is doing a he's showing his documentary there as we speak um, he goes there all the time and just like it's it's a crazy fun environment uh, Jeff or John have either of you ever been to the Rio uh, nope but I know the person who manages the film side of it and stuff nice. and everything I just can't remember yeah. her name. Well, basically, <laughs> right this is like my uh, yeah. Vancouver version of the Broadway theater, which is my favorite thing about Saskatoon. So this is my new home. And uh, I went for my first time viewing a possession, which I'm going to get to. Uh, but so this was a big deal. I've been waiting to go to the Rio. Everyone I know who lives out here says that it's obviously going to be my place. Uh, so I go there. It's a gorgeous place. Gorgeous building. So excited to see possession. It's the number one on my list of shame. That's the, the one movie at the very tippy top of the list that I'm ashamed that I haven't seen yet, but I knew that I wanted to wait for the perfect time. The Rio would be the perfect time. I walk in the doors, and who's standing there? Mike fucking Flanagan and Kate fucking Seagull. Uh, so the, tri the, the, the duo behind Midnight Mass, Hush, and... Uh, I know she wasn't in it, but Gerald's game, like this is Mike Flanagan, the director of Oculus and Dr. Sleep and Absentia and Before I Wake and Hush and Midnight Mass, but Haunting of Hill House, one of my all time favorite filmmakers, uh, debatably, maybe my favorite filmmaker and uh, his beautiful wife, Kate. And she's also just like the star of some of his best works. Like she's an incredible actress and uh, I absolutely loved her in Midnight Mass. So it was one of those times where I was like, wait, what, what am I, is, is that Mike Flanagan? <laughs> like, I couldn't fucking believe it. I couldn't believe my eyes because I'm also like, well, he doesn't live in Vancouver. Why is he in Vancouver? Then I remembered they're filming uh, his next series, Fall of House of Usher. It's being filmed out here as well. Uh, but I wouldn't introduce myself. Super nice people. 
got a picture with them, uh, basically had butterflies in my, I've already said this analogy before, but I haven't had butterflies like that since uh, the dance in grade six, having my first slow dance with a girl. Um, <laughs> I was absolutely starstruck and I don't normally get that starstruck. Uh, like I met Joe Dante and I was fine, you know? Um, but I don't know. Mike Flanagan, he's a, he's a G. He's one of my biggest inspirations, one of my biggest heroes. Um, so it was really cool. Very nice people. Do you guys want to say anything? You guys look like you're waiting to say something. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> that's, that's, I, like, oh. that, that is too lucky. Uh, uh, Katie. <laughs> so, hey, what was the song? Uh, vitamin C. Just kidding. It wasn't vitamin C. That was grade eight. <laughs> Um, grade six, I can't even remember what that would have been. Probably Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. It's probably. Mitch, I no. have to ask. No, you don't Did need you... to ask that. And obviously I didn't bring up the fucking tweet. I want to move on from this. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. <laughs> Either way, met some of my heroes. It was a great experience. And uh, yeah, that was a wild story, experience. Uh, but no, can... I think that'll keep happening out there. Yeah, probably. Hopefully. Um, either way, it was just really, really cool. And now talking about Possession. So I know Broadway Theater showed Possession re- recently as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it All was right. a, so this, a good draw that night too. Was there, like, was there actually? Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, there was lots of people there. Uh, John didn't bother going, but a lot of other people did. <laughs> John doesn't appreciate cinema, though. Um Nope. But yeah, this film it's written and dir- it is it's not it's it's like an old movie. Why would I want to see it? You're the one who shows all these movies. <laughs> okay, I've never seen this, but this looks so yes, cool. Yes, written and directed by Andre Zelowski. It's starring Sam Neill and Isabel Ajani, who gives easily, absolutely fucking easily, one of the top three best performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, she was absolutely hypnotizing. I knew going into this movie that it was a mind bender. I had so many people preparing me for this movie before I go into it. I know it leans heavily into the art house side of things, but uh, yeah, this movie is just wild. This is a wild, wild ass movie, and I think it's fucking incredible. I loved it the first time I saw it, and uh, I'm going to. I'm looking forward to seeing it again because this is easily one of those movies that I can see growing to be one of my favorites. Like. Uh, you see the breadcrumbs like this came out in 1981 and it's like holy shit did Clive Barker ever love this movie because it's like got a lot of similarities to Hellraiser but then it has so many other similarities to all the it's funny that Jeff's here for this but uh, like H.P. Lovecraft and it's like a cosmic horror movie with a really psychosexual edge and uh, I, I absolutely adored it it was crazy it was probably I don't think you could have had a better first experience at the Rio than meeting Mike Flanagan and then seeing Possession. Um, So yeah, Possession, I absolutely loved it. This is one that I would, like if you're out there and you're just hearing about this movie for the first time, this is very, very much not a movie for everybody. Know that it's like going to be a little crazy and it'll seem sort of over the top at times, but like this thing is so far ahead of its time in so many different ways. And uh, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was actually scary. And uh, the performances, like even Sam, Sam Neill was great in it. I was going to ask, how is how is the young Sam Neill? This is the, I'm looking at pictures from this. This is the youngest I think I've ever seen him look. So looking. you haven't seen Damien Omen 3? 
I have <laughs> not final, seen Damien Omen three. Shame yeah. on me. I know. Um, no, he he's really really good in it. But that's the thing is like there's, I know even even at the Rio there was people kind of laughing when he'd be talking sometimes and like some of the dialogue is, seems really over the top. But a lot of people just uh, don't understand allegories and how they work. And uh, this movie is. That's a bummer. People are laughing. Yeah, but when you see it, it's, you would you'll understand. Like, there's some pretty like there's some moments that seem pretty wacky. Uh, specifically, there's a fight scene that I'm like, okay, even I laughed at that fight scene. Um, but but right. then, but but yeah yeah. So this is a 2021 remaster. It's a 4K remaster, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, so I'm assuming that's the one you guys showed, or did you just decide to show the VHS like John usually does? Uh, yeah, this the, this one uh, Scott showed at the theater wasn't associated with us, um, but yeah, it was the remaster for sure. Because it, yeah, it looked, I know it's, it was stunning. It's Scott. It's Scott Hamilton. Shout out! It's uh, his favorite movie of all time. Is what he's told me before, and it makes entire sense. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, absolutely, this thing's got Scott written all over it. And uh, I love Scott, and I love the same kind of shit that he likes. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it again, but I don't want to kill it. Like, I want to wait a little bit and uh, to really digest it. But there's Isabel Nagini. She's my muse now. Like, I'm in love with her. She's, she, it's not even, it's not even I, just the fact that she's one of the most gorgeous human beings I've ever seen in my life. It's that her performance is so fucking out of this world. Like she's there is moments and it's like got some really inventive cinematography. Like there's stuff in there that I wasn't. The only thing I guess I could kind of compare it to, which this, the only movie that predates it that I see influences in is The Shining. Like there's some camera angles and just some some tonal, um, some tonal ideas and shifts in this movie that kind of line up with something like that. But holy shit, is it? It's a great movie. Really, really loved it. Uh, so that's everything for me this week. We can get back on to y'all. So, John, you want to hit? So I, I, I one more one thing about that movie, though. I think you were making it sound like this wacky, crazy it movie. It's a hard movie. It's it's about a disintegration yeah, of marriage. Yeah, it's Blue Valentine and, mixed uh, with From and Beyond. And it's not a fun movie. Like I, That's why I'm, I'm thinking Boozy sitting there listening to how this is wacky. And this is, and it's like, no, this is actually like no, a hard I, I actually just movie. wanted to ask, like, should I put this on my list? Because this looks really cool. I think yes. you absolutely yes, should. 100% I just, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Just, it's not, uh, it's a, there is a creature. So that's something that's going to get you a little horny, uh, for lack of better words. But it is like a Lovecraftian cosmic horror it's very, very. The creature's fucking love, so love, cool. Love Lovecraft. But like John said, I, I wasn't. It, I sorry, I didn't mean to make it sound like it's super wacky because I'm not meaning to make it. It's not wacky. It's just it's wild. Like there's some crazy yeah. shifts in this movie, and uh, specifically there's one where you could cut the tension in the room with a fucking knife. Like when it gets really dark, like where there's kind of a spousal fight, and uh, it's really hard to watch. But then you. There are just there are moments where I'm like, this is as good as movies get. Like when you're when you're getting an authentic reaction out of a an actor and an actress, and uh, it's movie magic. They're pulling real emotion through a screen, and I, I thought she was just just incredible. I've been thinking about it all day. So big big fan of Possession, and I'm happy it lived up to the hype for me. Honestly, it might even have exceeded it a bit because. Like I said, it's just one of those ones that I can see so many different people who have taken influence from this movie, clearly. And it's it's never gotten the full recognition that something like The Shining has or Hellraiser, while it has some like similarities to both. Uh, so yeah, Possession from 1981. John, 
Uh, so I'll give you two more from Fantastic Fest. Uh, one has already been, well, actually they're both released already, so uh, I saw both Numi Rapaz movies, Lamb and... I'm going to Lamb on Tuesday. I am so jealous. It looks so good. You want to see Lamb? Yeah, yeah sorry. Boozy. I, I hope you enjoy oh, it. You, okay, I, I, okay, yeah, well I guess I haven't seen it, but I, I would have never guessed that Boozy would want yep. to see Lamb. 100%. I, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going on Tuesday. But, John, so you didn't like so Lamb. My my problem with Lamb is they're doing the same thing with, oh, this is the next big horror movie, all that, that from A24, and it's like, oh, it's the scariest thing ever. And I hate that. With I haven't heard that. I'm done with that. Uh, I saw some stuff where they talk about, and people, uh, maybe it's also just the people you talk to who now have this opinion of A24, too. Uh, like, for me, like, when I'm talking about, like, oh, yeah, they have the next scariest movie out again. It's like, oh. But it's, I, I feel it's a okay movie. It has a really interesting concept, but it also doesn't follow through well enough for some of the stuff that happens and everything. So I hope you like it and everything. But it was kind of all of us in the uh, in the audience when we walked out. We were all like, "Yep, we saw a movie." That's that was kind of the like opinion. most people when they walk yeah. out of a twenty four movies. <laughs> but this is also the fantastic yeah, Fest guess, hey. with dedicated the people, people who yeah it's so targeted for so yeah but like she's good in it and everything and that, I, I'm curious to hear what you guys think but yeah no it didn't work fully for me I don't want to spoil what it is so on that uh, but then the trip is the other movie they had it's now on Netflix uh, I think it's uh, is it Norway Norwegian uh, one of the countries up there uh, but uh, it's a uh, director uh is going out to the cabin with his wife uh he plans to kill her there gets out there uh she basically plans to kill him there's stuff going on also with other people and things like that and it is batshit and crazy and insane. Right, now what's the end and it's tell a us lot the of ending <laughs> don't tell the ending of lamb of the triple lamb kidding. i'm just kidding I didn't really like I'll it. I'll kill so. you. But yeah, no, the trip was so much fun. It's like, if you have like, so like possession, dedicate time. The trip, throw it on. Is it like a sequel to Road Trip? Okay. No, it is not. It is a yeah, uh, tough crowd. The, yeah, it's, it's, the, there's batshit crazy stuff happens in it. And it is so much fun. And there's great characters and everything. I wish we could have played it. But it was already like out on Netflix like a week after Fantastic Fest and cool. everything. So I say go check it out and everything and that. It's a fun horror movie. Wicked. Uh, cool. So The Trip. Yep. Jeff. Uh, yeah, every, yeah, a couple every more. horror related that uh, I've been watching and has been mentioned. So I'm, I'm good. All right, Boozy, you got anything else you want to talk about? Let's I got two on. more. Okay, so the first one I'm going to mention is this is from 1995. Uh, this is called The Addiction. It is a vampire noir horror film by Abel yep. Ferrara. It's a very fun allegory to drug addiction as a vampire film. It's very sleek. It I, I liked a lot about this film. I, I think it, it's not terrifying in any way, but it, it just plays more as a psychological film in a lot of ways and just kind of plays within a very standard lore of uh, vampires it, it doesn't really have to explain anything to you it just kind of follows those typical it's like well don't go out in the sun um, but there's there's some cool sex in here 
Christopher Walken sex? There, like, there's there's a it's wild like, orgy scene in this sex, that though. that is. Was Christopher sorry? Walken part of the the fucking? No, luckily enough, he was. Yeah, I, I was kind of hey, worried when he was in you, here that you, like maybe he'd roll, sling dong, you, but he didn't. You're so all doing good. a great job. <laughs> He's just patting everybody you, on the you, back. You're all sweaty. Did, did, Christopher, did Christopher Walken just walk into your room? Where, who's, where's wow. that voice I'm hearing? <laughs> All right, so the addiction. Uh, thumbs up from Boozy. Cool. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, definitely. I, I've never, I'd never heard about this film, but it's on Shudder, so I checked I it out. a long time ago. And the last thing I will mention, I was uh, not excited about this film, but I, I was hoping for good things just because of the director. Uh, so this is uh, 2021's Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin, directed by William Eubank, director of Underwater. I loved Underwater. This is another film that has come up very recently of his, and I'm just going to say straight up, it's not that fun. It, I don't know how to put it. It, it It's just kind of boring it reminds me of like a poor man's uh possession of uh, uh whatever her name was hannah yeah hannah no, grace, not hannah that, grace. That, one of those poor man's version of a million other movies <laughs> yeah it's 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 i don't know it, and it doesn't really need the paranormal activity title to it it could have just been any sort of possession but then they film. wouldn't have made nearly as not much that money. it was ter- yeah, it it I don't know. It it just wasn't fun. It felt very heartless. And and for the Paranormal Activity franchise, I felt like they were trying to do this not as a a reboot, but kind of uh turning around a little bit of from the direction they've been going and doing something fresh and it it's fresh compared to a lot of the other stories they've told in this franchise, but it's not fresh as a film okay. itself. Yeah, if I that makes sense. Right. Yeah, so it, it doesn't seem like it's doing that well. I know. Uh, just kind of looking at reviews, which I usually our boy don't. Brent, but. Brent Hibbard from Let's Talk About Stuff, he he enjoyed it. Like, he didn't, like, rave about it or anything, but I know he enjoyed it. I uh, I haven't heard mm-hmm. many other people talking about it, though. No, and the thing is, like, it it's competent. It's just, yeah, it was... I, I felt bored, and I don't want to feel bored watching a found footage film, especially. Yeah. Cool. All right, uh, John, do you want to hammer off any last ones before we get into the festival? Yeah, let's do some quick here. Uh, so uh, The Exorcism of God from Mexico. Uh, it's all about uh, a priest who performs an exorcism at the beginning of the movie. It goes bad. And then years later, it's actually the evil ones trying to exorcise God out of the priest and that. So it's a whole reverse exorcism uh, in that, and it's really that cool. That sounds very sacrilegious, John. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It is. Yeah. And everything. Uh, it is very, very. Chris and it's Pratt very, very would good. not like this uh, movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt it, it would was, play God if he had to, to star in it. Chris thinks he's God. Yeah, it has, <laughs> it has some amazing stuff going on in, like, uh, psych ward and demons and priests, and it's, it's one of those ones where they, like, throw so much like shit at the wall and stuff like that but it's fun uh and everything i don't know is that what what country uh uh mexico cool in that yeah uh it i know it has distribution here it will eventually come out in that so it will be here it's about time we got one you know get get god (laughs) out of people uh 
Let's go with the next one. Uh, I think uh, we'll talk about Saloom. Saloom? Uh, so this is one that I really love. Uh, it's from Senegal. Oh, okay. uh, and it's about three mercenaries. So it's S-A-L-O-U-M. Uh, three mercenaries who get on a plane. The plane starts running out of fuel. There's some problem with it. They land by this small village uh, in the middle of Senegal. And a whole bunch of weird stuff starts happening with these mercenary criminals and the power play within the village and why what actually is going on. Uh, it played at TIFF and uh, that. It played at Fantastic Fest. Uh, it's the last movie I watched at Fantastic Fest. And after I watched it, I walked out because I'm like, that was the perfect ending for the festival. Oh, wow. So I skipped the next movie just because that ending for me was like, that movie was yeah. so good. This is what I'm talking uh, about. Doesn't that... appreciate cinema, but... <laughs> Uh, well, I knew the next one was going to be fun, but it was also like, no, this movie was yeah. too good. So, yeah, so Saloom uh, and that. Uh, I also saw Silent Night uh, with Keira Knightley. Uh, this is about a whole bunch of British families. They're all, like, probably in their 30s or something like that. Some of them have kids. They, they're they all friends from when they were young. They get together uh, for a Christmas party. And stuff is going on in the world and with them. I went in thinking this is a slasher. It's not. Because uh, it's called Silent Night? It is. Yep. And that, and also, well, everyone, if you, you don't want to watch, you don't want to watch, if there even is a trailer, you don't want to watch the trailer, you don't want to find out anything about it, uh, and that, you want to go in blind, and it will hurt you by the time you're done. It's, it, like, it's one of those movies that are, <laughs> is, I'm screenshotting because uh, Boozy's frozen <laughs> on my screen. He's been frozen for a good 10 minutes. And then you got this great, great view of, of Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so, like, Solid Night, it's an amazing movie. It was the cl- one of the closing films for Fantastic Fest. I wasn't able to get into it uh, in that. But it, it's, like, it is such a kick-in-the-gut movie. Uh, and it is so good, and that. Uh, and then I'm gonna, I'll go one okay. more. Uh, uh, the uh, last one, uh, Timekeepers of Eternity. Uh, is it any relation so, to the Time Traveler's wife? No, it is not. It is related to Langoliers. No. So. Oh, we don't want to yep. hear about it then. The yes, you do actually. So, although uh, Jeff's shaking his head. Langoliers has already so, taken over three hours of my life. It doesn't no. need to take I can anymore. In, What's this called again? I can Here's endorse the, the saloon. I can endorse the timekeepers of paper movie making. Saloon sounds saloon <laughs> sounds like for Anthony Buziak one hundred and one. Like that sounds like exactly your shit. Like three mercenaries who are. You know, facing ghosts or something. It sounds yeah, it's it's like Predator, yeah. except for it's so, like that one mission in in um, Call of Duty where you just shoot a bunch of civilians. <laughs> oh my god, the f- it, <laughs> yeah, the, there's a couple of those missions. <laughs> god, uh, John, what's this so, one called again? So, Sorry, but, but t- so Timekeepers of Eternity. Uh, so what it is is the director, the creator took Langoliers, uh, did a print of every single frame on paper. He then, actually, he cut it down first in time because three hours is way too long. So he got it down to an hour. He took a print of every single frame, made a movie out of the paper, and is doing tearing around the characters and all this. The artwork and stuff, the the this, the work that went into making this is amazing. It's actually Langoliers. <laughs> yeah, and it's Langoliers. So they cut out two hours of Langoliers. That's, I kind of want to see it now. And it's made out of this. No, it is batshit crazy uh and like the just the what went into making this and i i so i never bothered with langoliers i'm really happy i never did because i heard what it's like uh and that but this is 
cut down to one hour, you get the whole uh, Bronson Pinchot being in the wrong movie. Like, he is not in the same movie as everyone else, but it's only an hour of this, it, and it's This sounds fun. like Jason and that, and I, it, uh, Yeah, I, I don't get everyone else. I had blast with it uh, and everything. Uh, maybe it helped that after the, at Fantastic Fest, they also brought him in uh, through Zoom, and he was telling us stories about it, too, and everything, and that. John, you but also yeah. got the abbreviated yeah. version. You didn't have to sit yeah. through oh, the yeah, whole it's fucking... An hour. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, it's an hour. And, like, I thought, it like, as an hour, it was actually entertaining. And that I have no intention ever of going seeing the full thing, and that. But as an hour, it was entertaining. They cut out all the the really really terrible stuff, and that. And it's still like this bizarre, weird movie of Bronson Pinchot. Does he thought he was in a different movie when they were making this? He actually like no, they wanted to do this batshit crazy movie, and it's like no, everyone else was taking it serious. So he is way over the top. Everyone else is serious, and they've cut it down. So it's fun. Yeah, I will. Yeah, you know, I have said that that was the worst movie that we've had to do. Like, and I, I actually don't think that anything has surpassed it yet. Um, but I will watch that. I will watch that. But it, the the length definitely plays into why that movie was as bad as it was too, though, because it was yeah. fucking like three and a half hours. Felt like ten. Like, I don't remember anything of that movie. I just remember there was bad CGI. Yeah, it was really, really bad. And and bad acting with a lot of great actors. And them basically having, I think, three different movies all happening at the same time for, like, mood and theme and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, like, I can't imagine watching three hours of that. Nope. One hour, I had a blast. And when it comes out, I'm like, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to touch on before we start talking about festival films? Yeah, Jeff, I think you'd mentioned something about you, you wanted to discuss the uh, politics of Israel right now. That was something you wanted to get into, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Perfect. Here's your floor. <laughs> All right. We'll be. Just let me collect my thoughts. Carry on. We'll be. Uh, We'll be right back after our main feature. We're going to be talking about every single film. And are we going to do short films? I think, no, we'll just do films. That's going to be way too many. Nah, let's let's do one short short film. film, And then we'll talk about the festival from beginning to end. Hit you guys up with synopsises on each film. And to know which ones you can like get your calendars out and decide which ones you're going to hit. Unless you're one of those people who are going to be in it for the long run. Uh, But yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And welcome to our main feature presentation where we are going to be discussing the entire lineup of the 12th annual Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival, which is running November 22nd to November 27th at the Broadway Theater in Saskatoon. Uh, We have one, how many, six, six straight Whoa, sorry. Six days of amazing films and short films that are going to be shown for the first time in the theatrical experience. Uh, there are, of course, a couple that are already on on streaming, but that's always a thing that happens almost every single year. Uh, but that doesn't stop us because it's always fun. Like anytime that we've ever shown a movie that is already on streaming, 
chances are there's a 10 out of 10 chance that it will be better in a theatrical setting. And I know one of those is going to come up today when we're talking. Uh, but who would like to spearhead this conversation? How about John? Why don't you lead us off with what Monday, November 22nd is looking like? No, we're switching. <laughs> no, we're all right, switching. Jeff. We had enough. We, you're, you're no longer in control. We're taking over. Sure. And that uh, Jeff's going to lead. Monday, uh, <clears throat> wholeheartedly agree Fuck with Fuck me, I guess. Said. Um, if you're like, well, just stay home and watch this instead on my phone, then you're missing out on the entire theatrical experience and the popcorn that the Broadway serves. Uh, and does anybody remember what film won Audience Award last year? Was it Dinner in America? It was Dinner in America, and have you seen it since? I don't think it ever got a distribution deal, so won the festival. So if you think, well, these movies are going to be shown here, but I'll just wait till they come out on streaming, that's not always the case. So come to the festival if you're able to do so. We're kicking off 6 p.m. with Prisoners of the Ghostland uh, with Nicolas Cage, uh, which Nicolas Cage has called the wildest movie I've ever made. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know how to... It's It's freaking crazy. He's got a bomb on his dick. That's the synopsis, correct? Yes. Yep. That 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 is the movie. Uh, two two bombs. I I thought you were just joking, like throwing things out there, Mitch. No, that's actually that's actually what it is. I, I literally thought he was ad libbing. It's, it's set in Japan, um, and there's been a, a nuclear waste accident, uh, which has devastated the countryside, but left a town called Samurai Town, and Bill Mosley is this crazy. Uh, person who runs it called the governor he's got a harem of uh, granddaughters he called them but they're really sex slaves one night one of them escapes uh and gets stranded in the bizarre wasteland that goes around samurai town known as the ghost land so he springs uh, a, a criminal nicholas cage to go into the ghost land to rescue her and to make sure that he doesn't just run off as mitch alluded to he has bombs strapped to his private parts which will detonate if he's not back at a certain time. Uh, so this one's got nuclear mutants. It's got samurai bodyguards. It's a Western sci-fi horror thriller. Uh, and it's got Nicolas Cage. And it's got these people who are like holding back the hands of this giant clock uh, that they worship because if it strikes midnight, something bad oh, happens. So a little back to the future in there too. It's, it's crazy, but it's it's really insane and really good. All right, quickly, though, other words for private parts, Jeff. Uh, uh, he's got bombs strapped to his nether region. Funnier. Yeah, funnier. Say, say, say the funny ones. Bombs strapped to his uh, twig and berries. <laughs> say wiener. <laughs> All right. Say wiener, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, say wiener. Uh, there's one part of the movie where Nicolas Cage has a bomb strapped to his wiener. Yes! Yay! Now I think I get it now that you explained it that way. I get where you're going. All right, so that one's playing at six o'clock p.m. on Monday, November twenty-second. What do we got coming up at eight fifteen? Eight fifteen is Paul Dude's Deadly Lunch Break. So, uh, um, what a I, name! A comedy? Is it a horror comedy, John? It's, uh, it's a comedy. Black, with... com black, black. It's a black comedy. So it's really nasty comedy. 
Uh, so it's from the UK from director Nick Gillespie. Uh, Paul Dude, spelled D-O-O-D, works in a thrift store. Uh, he's looking at uh, winning a big national talent show. So he's in his mid-40s. Uh, he lives with his disabled mother who's uh, built a costume for him so he can go compete on the talent show. He's looking for his 50 minutes of fame. He looks like Joe Exotic. I'm looking at the cover art here. Uh, and then, uh, so a series of events happen that prevent him from uh, getting to the audition in time, and he uh, sometimes accidentally takes out revenge against the people that prevented him from uh, getting to the audition. Um, he's also trying to be a social media star, so a lot of this is, be or so he's capturing all of this on his social media channels live as as the uh, events are happening. Uh, this is a yeah. This is a really fun movie. It's going to play really good with Prisoners of the Ghostland. Um, I like this one a lot. Also, uh, so Nick Gillespie, there he, the director, writer, director of this film. He was the director of photography on In the Earth, which is the latest Ben Wheatley film, which I, I really, really love. He's, yeah, he um, so, oh, and that that's movie on my list. Gorgeous. He's worked a lot with him. Yeah, you'll you'll yeah, like. He's it. worked a lot with him. He also uh, we showed the sightseers. Uh, he was involved with oh, that. Oh yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so he's one of the. So just a, he's an Irish filmmaker. Then this is an Irish film. Then correct? Oh jeez, I thought it was UK, uh, England. Oh, high England. rise. Yeah, I thought. It was, I think yeah. it's England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, ten fifteen. What do we got after Paul Dude's Deadly Lunch Break? Then we go into a sci-fi thriller from Portugal called King Car. Uh, this one's really, uh, really trippy. Um, so it's about a, a taxi company owner's son has this connection with the cars uh, in the company. Uh, he talks to them and, and they talk back and he makes friends with the cars that saved his life uh, when he was in a traffic, traffic accident. And then as the film progresses, he's in a, as he starts to uh, talk to uh, other cars, he hears old Rex complain about new laws that are coming in. So the film, it's almost in two parts where uh, the front is a you know kind of a slow burn build, and then the uh, the end of the film gets pretty crazy. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, uh, a good sci fi thriller to end the night on. It's basically Tatane without the uh, fire hall dance numbers. I I was gonna say no. this <laughs> isn't a, a live action yeah. sequel to Cars in any fashion. Because the way like he's talking to him, like you're you're uh, joining these universes. I could see a Chris it's... Pratt movie like that. <laughs> oh, the, okay. They're sorry. they're like, they're they're don't. closely related. Yeah. Don't put that evil out into the world, Boozy. Um, and yeah, and Boozy. Uh, there could be yeah. an American remake uh, in the works. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what as we carry on, I just want to point out too, because I know Boozy, you've seen a bunch of these films as well. So, like all three of you guys, if there's ever times that you want to really talk up a movie, like something that really stood out that you're playing that you're a big fan of. Uh, feel free to do yeah, that. Yeah, we will. The I guess the one thing that, out of those three, the one that I really wanted to highlight was Prisoners of Ghostland. Uh, everyone already knows about it, but really for me, it's because it's a Sion Sono film. Uh, I love that it's Nick Cage and he's doing batshit crazy stuff, but I love Sion's uh, Sono films. Uh, we showed Why Don't You Play in Hell. We showed Love and Peace. Uh, he's directed like 58 movies, I think. Uh, so he's like crazy. incredibly prolific and that, and his stuff is usually pretty crazy and that, so that's that that was the my main goal in programming it also i want a copy of the poster because i love the poster yeah it's a really gorgeous yeah. poster yeah i like that poster and uh 
that's one that's been out for a while here, and I, I definitely, I still want to see it. I, I haven't checked it out yet, but it's uh, best. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll be won't. best with an audience. That's why we're playing it. Well, I yep. won't, I won't be there in the city yep. for that time, but I am coming in for the Thursday. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of films that we all kind of, if we want to speak a bit about something that we loved, I know Tuesday kicks off with one that I absolutely adored. Um, so who's gonna take off Tuesday? Is that gonna be Boozy or John? <laughs> uh, Jeff is pointing at the bottom of the screen. Uh, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, we're starting off our Tuesday uh, Alien on Stage. Uh, it's all about a group of bus drivers from Dorset in the UK. Uh, they do a, kind of a play every year. Community. Why? For, okay, John. Why? Why? What's the beef of Dorset? The way that you said it, you're like Dorset. Yeah. It's people from Dorset. Have you ever been there? No, but apparently you have to have such a strong opinion. <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. Um, so, yeah, so they're doing this play uh, and everything where they decide, in, instead of doing the standard kind of pantomime stuff they do, uh, they're going to do Alien as a stage play. Uh, and yes. it's them creating it. The, this documentary crew comes in to follow them doing it and everything. You get to see them. And it's, it's a little tiny bit of spoiler, but not really. Like, the they get watched, and this play actually is really appreciated and it gets taken to london to show at a prestigious theater so just watching this the first half i'm like yep this is nice nice documentary second half i'm almost in tears of joy watching the reactions and from both the audience from the that from everyone it's just an amazing fun movie that'll make you feel good by the end and stuff and it's like it's a really yeah, nice, 100%. Nice, nice solid dog. I th- it's so and weird to have such process. a like really heartwarming yeah. film considering what it's actually about which is you know like yeah which is about alien but yeah it is a very about heartwarming alien. story yep. and it, it's totally one of those yeah a feel-good community film when you watch it because all these people are so even if they don't love alien they're just invested in everything that's happening yeah just just it's kind of watching all the, the art the, yep. the you know how the pastry gets made and it's it's really fun that way i i think it's infectious honestly it uh, it gave me a chest burster of happiness <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes your chest was bursting with happiness there you go um yeah, and I want to jump in on this one, too, because this is the only one of the whole festival, as people probably assume I had a little bit less involvement this year with everything that was going on. But this is one of the ones that I got a chance to check out. And this is like the one that I, even if I'd seen all these movies, I would be fighting for this one hard to play because same thing that both uh, both you guys have already said. I thought it was just so heartwarming. It was really funny and charming. And uh, above all else, Saskatoon has a thriving theater scene. Uh, there's a lot of stage plays that go down at the, the Broadway Theater, actually, where we're even playing this film. And this is one that I think that that whole community, if you were, consider yourself even slightly a fan of theater, um, even if you're not an Alien fan, you got to make sure you keep Tuesday night open and come out at 6 o'clock because Alien on stage is tremendous. I absolutely adored this movie. Um, so yeah, huge, huge thumbs up from me, and I guess the the tear table in a, in attendance on this episode. Jeff, what was your beef with Alien on stage? <laughs> Just kidding. So <laughs> I watched Alien on stage. I knew that Mitch was uh, um, working on a short film, The Druid's Hand, and immediately after I finished the movie, I texted Mitch and I said, "I I 
whatever you need me to do in this movie, I'm I'm all in. Like whatever you need, because the alien stage was that inspiring that I'm like, I gotta get yes. it. I gotta get in on this next thing. It's it's just great. And I've been telling lots of people about it that uh, that are coming out. Yeah, no, it's a definitely a very inspiring movie. Absolutely love this one. Um, so nowhere to go but down for the rest of the festival here. What's up next, John? <laughs> I, we are not going down. There is some really good stuff no, coming. No, I know. It's just we all. <laughs> and that. Uh, the next one. So the next one's uh, all sorts. So this is, uh, think, Office Space meets uh, being John Malkovich. Uh, the Yeah, this kind of weird mix of, a, uh, he's a, I think, a homeless guy living in his car, applies for this job. He comes in, the boss the meets the manager. The manager's like, oh, yeah. The guy's like, yeah, I can type 50 words a minute. He's like, the manager's just blown away that he can type 50 words a minute. And that, which is nothing if you know about typing. Uh, and he gets hired. Uh, it's this weird, everything is off kilter. There's a scene where the boss ends up firing stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there's all this kind of weird stuff going on. Uh, it's quirky. There's a filing competition uh there it's a bit of a romance between this guy and this uh, his co-worker uh and everything how do you have it's a filing competition weird and in what fun in what way silly. who whoever can file the fastest so there's an under <laughs> so think fight club but with filing i love that it's an underground yes. filing competition yes. that happens yes. you gotta you gotta know to get in <laughs> And that with like betting and everything. And it's, yeah, it is, it is like, it's one of those quirky, weird, fun, silly movies. So the comedy is actually enjoyable in this? It's fun. Uh, I think everyone's going to get a. Oh, I think so, yeah. There's, uh, I like, I'm trying not to spoil any of the jokes. Uh, there's the, like, there's uh, a great bit that, a recurring bit with the calendar, one of those flip calendars and that and everything that on the desk so it's there's there's lots of cute stuff in this one uh and it's fun and everything and we've always tried to fit in both like all the way up to the uh our final movie like the sadness and all the way down not down but all the way to lighthearted. so will this be a big hit for the desk job community i love that yeah yes 100 perfect (laughs) all right my warehouse boys where you went (laughs) Yeah. All right. What's up? At, uh, so that one's called All Sorts. Yep. Uh, um, 10, 10.15 p.m. So What's 10, up 15 next? 10.15 p.m. is uh, a Ride Girls feature. This is a complete, completely uh, female-made film. Uh, all the actors are female. Everyone, like the all the cast, crew, female, uh, and everything. And they are taking on a big topic with Take Back the Night. Uh, so Take Back the Night, if you like think about what that means uh and everything this is about uh youtuber social media type uh personality she's uh out at a party she's kind of like the wild child type thing out at a party does some stuff at the party leaves the party meets a couple people she even helps them to get into the cab so she's like the great person but then she's attacked by a monster and it's the whole tying it into rape and sexual assault and her trying to prove trying to prove to people trying to get people to pay attention that this is actually going on that there's this monster out there that's doing this to women attacking them uh no one believes her she gets dragged through the mug all that kind of stuff everything that happens to a woman when this happens 
uh, and everything. Uh, and it's a really great, strong story. Uh, the acting's really great in it. The monster's pretty cool in that. Uh, and that. And This one sounds awesome, and I love the poster. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's this, like, it's, I'm, I'm hoping, I kind of, like, send a message saying, hey, if they want to come out, we try to get a help them get out, maybe, who knows, uh, and that. Uh, I love what they're doing. Uh, the fact that it is, like, I, I was watching it again, and I was like, okay, like, there are male characters in this, and I was, like, trying to, like, figure out and stuff, and that, and everything, so, but it's all supposed to be, like, everyone's, like, female in it involved and stuff, so it's really cool, and it's, uh, on top of that, it's just a great movie, and that. Cool. All right. Well, that was Take Back the Night, uh, Wednesday, November twenty fourth. It's when. Oh, sorry. God damn it! I missed my opportunity. It's Thursday. It's Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Boozy, Boozy. If you don't, if you're listening and you don't follow Boozy on Instagram, you're fucking up hard. Night of the Living Deadlift is the funniest story that you'll ever see. But I've been dying every week. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's Wednesday, my dudes. November 24th. <laughs> Take it away, Jeff. All right. So uh, we're starting off Wednesday with the short film block. Um, and I ran out of time this year to watch any short films. John yep. took over that duty. and uh, But I did see one of one of the long short films, which has a super long name, which I didn't write down. I, so I, John, I have we'll, it. I have I have everything in front of me uh, for this. So it, the whole short block is called Medium is the Massacre. Oh, sorry. Uh, Medium is the the message. We changed it. It's one of those. Those are two completely it's one different of them. things. It's either Medium is the Massacre or Medium is the Message. <laughs> Today on Know Your Festival. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's all about weird things happening using social media, communication, things like that, uh, and everything. Uh, and one of them is a 40 minute That's long short. That's not short. short. Uh, <laughs> that we're playing. So we got, si- nope, it's not short. It's like a medium. Short. It's not a short yeah, film. So there's six shorts. John, you specifically told me to keep mine short, yeah, but you said they won't, my, my short will not get shown. It, it, if it's and not it won't short. unless it is really, really good. And I don't think you make a good movie. So you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, Holy fuck. <laughs> That's my I'm, first. I'm sorry. You're, oh. I feel bad now. Kind, kind. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> uh, is this so because the, the, I the told sh- you to pee in so, your own mouth? Okay, so the short that's really long, this is the title. Digital video editing. Oh, no, you have, you have to give me time. This is long. Digital video editing with Adobe Premiere Pro, the real world guide to setup and workflow. That is the name of the short. I love it. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, when you try yep, to is, when you try it, to Google more information, a lot of other stuff comes so up. So you just kind of like block. It just got blocked out of this feed. There's a whole community of filmmakers who like think it's funny to make their stuff not accessible. <laughs> this sounds like a so, very Jason move. That's exactly it. I was referencing Jason. <laughs> so do you you saw Jeff? You want to talk about it? So it's. Um, Anybody who's, uh, Mitch, you're really going to like this. Uh, if you've ever sat in the editing suite and something is happening in the, in the edit and the editor's trying to explain to the person that wants to make the changes that I, how am I supposed to make the changes when you didn't take any other shots, that you didn't capture this, this didn't happen. Yeah. How do you want me to do this? And in this short, it's how do you want me to edit the ghost out that keeps appearing in the shots that you made? <laughs> And so, oh my God! Yeah. So for forty minutes, it's like okay, now this scene, and then there'll be like some 
patchwork fix that the editor's like this looks like shit and the person no no that's great let's go to the next one uh so that for 40 minutes it's especially if you're yeah if you're if you're into filmmaking and sat in the edit suite you're really going to appreciate what this movie's saying and if you're not it's also a really good horror movie than that so Awesome. Uh, are there any other any other ones you want to mention on short films or just oh, that well, one? Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, Let's g- give us one okay. more. Uh, so one of my favorites is The 27 Deaths. Uh, it's a YouTube uh, short uh, of a guy basically doing the, hey, everyone, here's the 27... T- I, I ran into death. Death gave me the preview of 27 possible ways I'm going to die. And that. And it's him doing oh, the YouTube this. countdown of his 27 deaths. <laughs> and that and it is hilarious it is fun so like yeah I can't wait that's like my favorite like I love the digital video that sounds, but this that one is amazing delightful. and some of the stuff that goes on with the deaths and how they're connected and things and that and yeah I even went out to a restaurant after uh, because I had to go to the restaurant that's in this uh, short so I had to go check it out in that so there's a lot of stuff going on and it's a lot of fun 27 deaths that's pretty cool. Have you ever been to the bat? Have you ever been to the basketball court that they filmed Airbud at? Because I bet you haven't. I have. And then I would ask why. Because <laughs> I'm an Air Buddy. <laughs> John, I was gonna say you don't have to make excuses to get McDonald's after going to see a movie. We all do it. <laughs> like just because there's one in the background of a movie. It, it, it actually so it, it the, actually the, isn't McDonald's. It's Whataburger. So uh, Whataburger is mm. another big one in the states. If it ain't triple O's, I don't want it. All right, so that's the short film block at 6 o'clock. What's up next? Oh, this weird. It looks like the title of this movie is named after John. John, what's the next movie we're showing? No, Jeff can call me this. (laughs) So one thing I love about the festival is is the... opportunity to see movies that like i mean like we said we combed through 100 movies to bring the best 21 right so the synopsis for this one it's called poser the synopsis for this is a, a, a young woman a young woman in the edge of the columbus ohio underground music scene desperately wants to break in uh so not, not something i would typically watch but this movie's awesome um it's directed by Oreo Seeger and Noah Dixon, uh, who do music videos in the Columbus, Ohio area. And all of the actors and all of the bands in the movie are actual bands in this like thriving indie music scene. Um, so it's about this girl who really wants to get be a part of the scene and be as popular as, as the bands that are in it. Uh, but as you can tell by the title, perhaps she's a poser. Uh, and then it takes a dark twist at the end but just the way that the film is put together and when you're seeing the musicians and you're uh, hearing their live music, it's this is a great film. I'm in love with this movie already. Yeah, look, like I'm looking at looking it up. Oh my God, this is just so much my yeah, shit. Yeah, and like you said, it's pretty much my story of with film, so that's why we're showing it. Yeah, just giant fucking poser. <laughs> this, this guy, he, like everyone thinks that John's bringing the best 21 movies, uh, but really all he does is watch Avatar on repeat. <laughs> Hey, I love Fern Gully. So, <laughs> all right. So that's Poser at eight o'clock. What's up after that at ten o'clock on Wednesday? Yeah, ten o'clock is coming home in the dark. Uh, uh, oh man, I've heard so many about this one. I know a bunch of people have seen this one. Based on a on a short film, it's from New Zealand. Um, 
It's about uh, um, this family that goes uh, out on a, on a hike during the day. Uh, and then these two drifters kind of uh, come upon them and shit goes sideways very quickly in this movie and then just uh, gets worse from there. So it's a real dark um, punch to the gut throughout the, the rest of the film. Um, really, really interesting. It's got a lot to say. It's not just doing it for the sake of doing it. There's a real solid story there that John and I have debated how much we give away, so I'm not going to say anything. Um, and it stars uh, Mandrake is the is the the lead villain here. Uh, that's his name's Daniel Giles, originally from Winnipeg. Uh, he was married to Rachel Lee Cook, and I said I was going. They're not married anymore. Are they? Oh, bummer. Rest in peace to their marriage. Well, and she's all that. She's all that. My parents told me they were getting a divorce to that movie. And Rachel Lee Cook is that girl. Yeah, this one This one premiered at, at uh, Sundance this year. Uh, super tense. Uh, hard to watch in spots, but but really, really well done and, and really good. Yeah, and this is another nice. one that's like at the end. Like I said, everyone at, everyone is waiting for the sadness and how extreme it is. This movie hurts you. Sadness. Some is, of us live the sadness, John. Like the, hey. coming the coming home in the dark is one of those movies which will stick with you. It like hurts your soul watching this thing and that. And, Boozy, uh, have you seen yeah. this movie yet? The Witch. Story? Did you watch this one? I was asking Boozy if he's seen it because this is like one from what I've heard. This is one hundred percent something Boozy's going to be horny for. No, I actually didn't get to check this one. I wonder if this is. There was a couple that. I didn't get to watch when I tried to. I'm going to put it in uh, the chat here, Boozy. You can look it up here. I'm just going to just check that out. But yeah, no, this one, I can't sure. wait for the, Wait, which day is this? Fuck, I'm going to miss this one. <laughs> Good. Don't worry. Sorry. I will sneak in uh, my cell phone in my pocket and just stream it to you. Okay, perfect. As a fan of cinema, I'm all for that. I, I, I can get you. I, <laughs> As a fan of cinema, two thumbs up. I can get you up. in the projection booth and we can put the camera like right up. Right near, like we'll only cut out a little corner of the screen. That'd like be great. That, but we'll get a really good shot. So I think it'll. Work and you well. won't be able to hear anything, so it'll be like I'm really there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't wait. I I actually can't wait to see this movie. So I guess I'm gonna have to wait until it comes out. Hopefully, it comes out. It's out. Um, it's already out actually. So this is another. Is it actually? This is another one you can watch on VOD at home. And that, but okay, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. Yeah, it's like I. This is one just where because it's I have be powerful I won't on the be screen there. and that. So yeah. No, I would obviously any day of the week yeah. I would choose to see any of these movies in the theater, uh, except for Dune. I want exclusive. I I still haven't seen Dune, but I need to wait till I can buy an iPad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Thursday, November twenty fifth. Uh, this is the day that I'm going to be arriving. I arrive at one a at uh, one p.m. Uh, so John, I'm so excited to see you. you I'm excited you, to see you, you come into uh, my pick for the festival, and uh, that for this is the one that I fought for. Uh, and that. Yeah. So you're coming into the like, and like you said, I pick weird, crazy shit sometimes. This is a lone IT guy we never know his name, stuck in his room, investigating tinnitus, which he has, by experimenting on first inanimate objects up to animate objects, and it's a horror movie where you never see his face. It's all from there's a voice you hear the voiceover of him thinking. And that uh, it does involve his neighbor. Do you hear the tinnitus sounds? The, uh, the witch story. Like this. Like my dad has tinnitus. Like I know a lot of people have tinnitus, yeah. and it's like 
really debilitating. Like, is am I going to be hearing a fucking whistling, whistling for half the movie? No, not really. But what it is, is as he's doing experiments, he is hearing different pitches and things like that. And he's convinced. It's basically a descent into madness. Like, it's him going insane, him cloistered in this room, convinced. It's conspiracy theory, which, like, the stuff that's going on now and that. And it goes darker and darker and darker and I just found it is this but it's, should but it's all it's all shot in macro though well not all in macro it's shot from behind you can close ups and macro so those three uh, and that the majority there's a couple other things uh, and that and it's basically yeah it's this it, in my mind I even told the director this should not work and I'm just like the whole time I'm like compelled by the character uh, he was after the movie he's like yeah so like uh, and he's an amazing guy uh, the stuff he does uh, the director actually runs a whole bunch of he runs an art community thing uh, commune and stuff like that in Austria um, he runs a festival which is uh, the robotic cocktail festival so this is he they build robots that serve cocktails and that's the festival and, i love them yeah and it's just batshit crazy um, but is he, he single whatever amount it costs to get in i will i will do that <laughs> yeah, he, uh, i already know he's trying to bring it to like u.s and stuff like that and, uh, and everything yeah i'm like this is it's so cool but th- this movie he's, he's got a he's missing an opportunity if he doesn't show show the short circuit films and uh <laughs> <laughs> have little robots <laughs> remember battle bots yeah. Uh, do, do the robots like know the code and everything like they're not going to become sentient at any time uh, right? i think only a few of them do and also Skynet. do they make the cocktails or do they just disperse they, the cocktails? they have to make the cocktail okay we're getting away from the movie though <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but they make the like they have to so they build they have this it's it's not them it's other people submit their robots to this festival to run a cocktail party and yeah. they well because the, battle bots isn't a thing anymore yeah and and he was saying yeah like, you know what <laughs> Butler they bots. never know how many robots <laughs> to get they never know how many will actually work they like and it's like they have them there and there'll be robots that are breaking down and dying during while making cocktails and there'll be some that make it and yeah it sounds like a blast uh but yeah this thing just kind of blew me away for what it is and how he's done it uh the filming is amazing uh, the cinematography is great. Uh, there's like the stuff this guy does is just so off-putting, but to me, I felt so sorry for him and that. But uh, it's like it's just uh, he's going down a rabbit hole, of becoming insane and conspiracies and what's going on, and it's just this off-kilter feeling movie. And that I love that type of stuff and everything. Cool. So, yeah. Awesome. So that's six o'clock on Thursday, November twenty fifth. Yep. Uh, masking threshold. Up next, terror table favorite. Yep. Let's hear it, John. Yeah. So twelve years ago, we showed a film called Blackfield. Blackfield was d- directed by Danishka Esterhazy. That was in our very first year. Uh, I've wanted to have a movie from her ever since then, uh, and that, and she's done some great stuff, uh, and that. So she is now directed. Uh, she was brought on to direct Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, and I, you've already described this last week. I think you did a really great job uh, and everything. Uh, this movie to me was just so much fun. In the, like the whole middle part is amazing. Uh, I love the takedown of all the kind of standards. I do feel like the original Slumber Party 
yes, they are directed by women, but the studio still kept them from being oh, yeah. feminist films them, or yeah. like that. And they, it's like so much is still wrong with them uh, and that, and it's just from that time. But now you are able to, to, to turn things on its head. And that's what this movie does uh, and everything. And we're going to connect in with her for Zoom after. Uh, and she's going to do a little Q&A after and everything. Uh, but yeah, this I caught it at Fantastic Fest. Uh, and it was like, yeah, the, it killed it. Like the whole audience was killing themselves like with the kill. The, laughing at the kills, enjoying them. It's so much fun. And that. Yeah, so I had told you, uh, like you had told me to save Slumber Party Massacre for the festival, which I was planning on doing, but then there was a little bit there where I was looking like I wasn't going to be able to make it back, yep. and then uh, during that time I decided to just, you know, say, fuck it, let's watch it, and uh, yeah, I had, had told just, you. Just so you could spoil it on the podcast, before we announce our lineup, you get on and start talking well, about, jeez, come on. Oh, yeah. Well, you know me. You know me, John. I'm. I can't. I can't be. Uh, I can't be shut up. You can't quiet this. Yeah, I'm just this bad. So guy yeah, yeah, I, I, tell, I tell. I tell everyone the movies beforehand if they ask. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, but this is one that like I. I heard some fucking idiots saying that this movie was. They were comparing it to Black Christmas 2019. Holy no. shit. Holy fuck. My. Is this ever not that? Yeah. This movie fucking rules you've already if you've listened to our last couple episodes you know we did an episode on it i know boozy and i both are this i think it's safe to say both of us are going to be having this on our top 10 this year and holy shit this is a prime example of a movie that like i i've been i've been recommending it to everybody that i like anyone who wants to talk horror movies with me which is everyone because they think that's my entire personality which you know what fair um, but like I recommend this to everybody and everyone that I've recommended it to is like yeah that movie was so much better than they thought it'd be especially since it's a sci-fi movie and it's a remake of Slumber Party Massacre like one that no one really knew about they no one like there was no build up to this being filmed or released or anything and holy shit is this movie fun and I cannot wait to see it with a crowd yeah I'm I- gonna be dragging as many of my friends out that Thursday night for eight o'clock because that's gonna be such a great time at the movie theater and and the the, the two best things about it well the, the best thing about it is the beforehand uh or i'd already seen it at fantastic fest i saw people talking on like facebook and stuff like that and you have all these bros going oh yeah there better be a pillow fight scene and i'm just like laughing my ass off going yeah there is and you're gonna hate it uh and that uh the whole sci-fi thing it's interesting what i've heard is that actually sci-fi is trying to take on shutter as a like kind of like they're gonna be pushing for a lot of horror a lot of things like that who knows so i don't know and that but the, the, if, if they just bring back the scream network? well if, if the quality of the films is like like slumber party massacre then hey cool true yeah true yeah and sci-fi actually there was another one that came out recently that was a sci-fi movie that was actually pretty damn good i don't know even i'm pretty sure leprechaun returns like the the newest leprechaun film i'm pretty sure that's on sci-fi and that movie was really funny why have we had leprechaun mentioned so many times on this podcast lately <laughs> like it's it's happened a lot you well, boozy it's it's called art it's the it's cinema it's like, <laughs> it's like degrees the, the whole every episode is just degrees of leprechaun, well, you, have oh, po- leprechaun you, ha- you have possession and you have leprechaun like that's true. the like the, right, trip, right, right. Uh, the duology i guess there's a lot of correlations that could be made between the two. But either way, yeah, Slumber Party Massacre. Great movie. Uh, Thursday, 10-15. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so, I, uh, we haven't actually... I talk- don't have the energy to do a Leprechaun impression, but I was about to. 
so we haven't talked about what uh so uh this year we have a really cool poster uh representing the festival uh it's the whole deer skull and everything because we're doing a folk horror retrospective uh and that uh Hugh, Hugh de, who does our, our artwork for my catcher designs did an amazing job and i love that poster from the druid's hand yeah yeah he did your guys logo. hugh evans yeah. our druid oh that's right yeah he's your he's your guy yep uh, like I said, I kind of half paid attention to what you were doing. I don't know. I got other stuff going on. Good. <laughs> it's not hey, even a big hey, deal if, at all. If I'm going to do some of the stuff that Mitch is saying I'm doing when we're not recording, I'm going to get back a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Oh, you bringing, this is John bringing the heat. <laughs> yeah, you've earned it. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyways, we're doing uh, full core. Uh, and that and we also in addition to like the actual re actual retrospective we got a couple modern day folk horror uh we're starting it all out with clear cut uh with graham green in uh this is like a 1980 something i'm terrible with dates uh horror movie uh oh sorry 1991 uh horror movie about a liberal lawyer who comes up to the um uh, up to the reserve uh he was supposed to try to stop this logging company from taking basically cutting the land uh and that he really hasn't done much he hasn't succeeded he's failing uh in that and he the, everyone's still treating him well he goes on to a sweat lodge he gets into the sweat lodge he has a vision when he comes out after the vision and that he's decided no he's gonna like keep fighting go gung-ho and as he's leaving he runs into uh, arthur uh the graham green character and arthur decides to kidnap this guy and the head of the the um lumbar yard uh and everything and take him out into the woods graham green is amazing actor i watching this i was just like oh my god he is so good in this uh it is a fun horror movie from the 90s graham green just steals the show he is so powerful in this role and but he's also so hilarious in kind of an evil sadistic way and that and it's a fun like i'm really like this wasn't on our radar to play uh until we talked to kayla janice uh and that yeah. who will get the woodlands coming up uh and we were like yeah here's what we're thinking wicker man and eyes of fire which we're gonna talk about and she's like oh but have you heard of this one it's canadian has graham green and i'm like okay this sounds cool and yeah it is yeah uh and that so then green from wind river the green mile dances with wolves and antlers the 2021 film he's in that as well oh is he in antlers okay i haven't seen it yeah cool it's great yeah if you if you like cinema, I don't know. If you, if you don't appreciate cinema, you probably won't enjoy Antlers. But I was a fan. <laughs> so yeah, so that's like the beginning of our our whole full core uh, that night. Cool. That looks like a little missed '90s gem, honestly. Like I've never heard of this, but this looks. It fun. is. Yeah, I'm looking and forward to I, checking I, this. I was one talking out. with Scott at the theater, and he was like, "Yeah, I saw like the poster, and I thought it was just some like '90s action flick <clears throat> type thing and stuff in that." And it's like it has the same posters as a '90s revenge thriller. Yeah. yeah. Just insert anybody holding a gun like Chuck Norris to like an angle. Yeah. Yeah, and there's <laughs> it does it, just look like a Chuck Norris cover. Yeah, and it has so much to say. Like it's it's a smart movie and it's fun and it yeah. fits in the whole full core things with stuff that's going on in the movie and that and so yeah i i'm i'm actually really happy 
happy is me to hear about Friday, November 26th at the Broadway Theater. Uh, so, Jeff, are you taking today? Are you taking this day? All right, so what do we got going on at 1 o'clock p.m.? And uh, who's responsible for this little first one here? Okay. Oh, I'm, ta I'm taking yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, he doesn't care about filmmaking. I know, he <laughs> doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't literally watch him bust his ass for four days straight making Druid's hand. Well, that that's just because he watched Alien on stage, and I don't know, it sucked him in for yeah. a minute. It, it's gone now. It's true. And that, so, <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, we are doing uh, a workshop called Set Protocol Workshop. We have Nicholas Humphreys uh, from the Vancouver Film hey. School coming out. Yep. And that. It's my dog. Yeah, and uh, I, I blame Mitch uh, for this uh, and that. Uh, I think it's going to be a blast in that. I haven't talked too, too much about to Nicholas yet about what, what's actually going to be involved in it and everything uh, and that, but the chance to have someone who has been making movies, who is teaching, to come in uh, and lead. And last year, like, every, when we're, whenever we're able to do this, we do it, and it's always great for the people who come out. And that, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, last year we had Michael Peterson doing a producer's workshop, which was yeah. great. And uh, this year for that set protocol workshop, I've seen Nick work his magic. Nick is a tremendous talent. Uh, he, he knows so much about the filmmaking process. And he's a professional for the last 20 years making films of his own and teaching at the Vancouver Film School. And he's the head senior instructor of the directing department. And he's basically just going to be taking whoever's there. He's going to be taking you from everything from the opening moments of deciding that you're going to make a movie to being on set and how it's going to be when you're on set and just different things that you could learn to be able to work in a functioning professional set. Uh, he's going to, it's going to be very interactive. I know he's going to have anyone who's there involved. This is something where it doesn't matter how much you think you know about the filmmaking process. There's, if you're someone who's not an absolute fucking dipshit, there's always something to learn. Like, that's the thing, though, is, like, there's a, there's a lot of people, and I actually know there's some people in Saskatoon like this who are just, like, think that they they know what they're doing and blah, 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 blah. That's, a, that's, a, that's it. That's all. They're never going to go anywhere. You If you're, you want to actually learn how to do these things, you can listen to someone like Nick, who has a lot to say and a lot to learn from. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited that he's going to be coming out for this, and I think that the city should take advantage of this opportunity because it's a free workshop you will not need to pay entry to get into the broadway theater for this it's going to be a lot of fun nick is one of the most lovely people you'll ever meet in your life and it's going to just be a blast yeah you summed it up well okay <laughs> you were gonna I, the stuff i was gonna say was what you just said so like uh, oh sorry yeah. i thought you i thought you were done no no you just cut me off again okay <laughs> So yeah, like and like you said, it's free. It's free and like it's great learning like the stuff last year and that. And it's gonna be great this year. Every time we get one of these filmmakers in who actually have this experience and made multiple stuff, it always the stuff like I'm picking up and learning. And I'm not like I don't I know what it is to make a movie from talking to people yeah. and working. And there's no way in hell I'm ever doing it. But it's I love attending and just finding out about it and hearing about it yeah. and that so yeah it is open like it's open all ages and that and everything uh anyone who's interested in learning they should be checking it out absolutely yeah even if you're just curious even if you don't think that your filmmaking is for you it's just going to be a fun experience and if you have that afternoon off 
there's no better place in the city that you can be than the Broadway theater for that. Yep. Cool. Uh, so what do we got at Friday on Friday at six o'clock? So, if you know, John, you know, he loves crazy Japanese movies. And so at six o'clock, we have a crazy Japanese movie. Um, <clears throat> does anyone here remember a film called one cut of the dead? Yes. Yes. Did an episode, yes, an episode with, with you fuckers. With you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I remember it. Uh, so director Shinichiro Uda, this is his next film. Uh, it's uh, Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, uh, and it's set in a cafe where they discover that the TV in the cafe suddenly shows images from the future, but only two minutes into the future. Um, and it's, as you know, there can be a lot of issues with time travel movies, but this one, on as far as I can remember on first viewing, there's no plot holes as they go through the uh, time travel. Uh, what they end up to doing is starting, once they realize the TV is two minutes into the future, they start putting a, more and more TVs in front of it so that they can travel far, clo- or further away into the future. Um, so really clever, really smart, and... Uh, uh, same kind of you know craziness that uh, you remember from one cut of the dead awesome yeah and i i so i threw this on friday night because uh, we were trying to figure out the schedule and i wanted it friday night uh i think it's going to really really play well uh it's been receiving lots of awards uh it won one of the awards at fantastic fest uh it's getting a ton of buzz and that and everything uh and it's like yeah it's one of those small little films that was filmed truly was filmed on an iphone and that and it's cool. amazing what they do in that and it's a really smart little sci-fi comedy awesome so beyond the infinite two minutes and then at eight o'clock what do we got coming up karaoke couldn't find where this was filmed uh and uh so they're all by themselves in this giant mansion um and they get awoke in the middle of the night because there's uh some burglars have broken in um the this one's it's a it's just a real good straight up thriller horror movie um and the actor in it skylar davenport who plays the blind um lead is legally blind uh, so, uh, which I found out after I'd watched the film. So, uh, that was super interesting. And, this um, is so she- weird. I'm having deja vu right now. <laughs> that's, that's like such a bizarre storyline to be having deja vu or to be thinking, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did someone steal your idea? Is that what you're saying? No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I just like, I'm like, I could have sworn I've heard about this before, but for sure I haven't. This is such a bizarre, cool idea. Uh, and the the uh, Skyler is also a non-binary actor, so um, really interesting. And uh, Skyler's awesome in this too. Uh, shout out to Saskatonian Kim Coates, who's in this film. Uh, you, John's not sure he's in there enough, but you hear his voice a lot. So uh, I, I and he does a great job as always. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is just a real good straight up thriller if you like. Uh, you know, think about people kind of someone who would be blind trying to find their way through a mansion they don't know, and there's burglars walking around on the other side. So lots of good tension. 
Sounds like the Sticky Bandit. <laughs> uh, All right, yeah. what are we? I'll shut up. <laughs> About time. What do we got going on at ten o'clock, guys? What do we got going on at ten? Ten o'clock is uh, the feast. So uh, another movie in the full horror category uh, to go with our theme, but this is straight up one of the straight up horror films that we've got this year. Uh, this is this one. This movie's awesome. It's from Wales. Uh, a wealthy family, this dysfunctional family, is having this uh, uh, supper in their modern home. Uh, and they've invited some people along. And then a uh, waitress at the local pub shows up and she's going to be like their waitress for the night. But something's a bit off with her. Um, and then as the this tale kind of unfolds, um, it gets into the, you know, the four co- the full core genre where they're talking about, you know, past and present and, um, you know, selling the land for, uh, you know, using the land for, for a gain. Um, I'm not doing a very good job describing this, but I'm trying not to give too much away, but it's really, really good, really creepy, uh, really elegant, uh, and some good, uh, um, gore in it too. This looks really cool. Uh, it's very good. And and this is one of the more just straight up horror films in this for this year. Yeah. There are two movies that I think everyone agreed on. Coming Home in the Dark yeah. and The Feast. Those are the two that every cool. programmer was like, Yep, play it. And that. They could have called the human centipede the feast. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate timelines with Mitch. <laughs> All right, what's going on at midnight for for all of us who aren't sleepy heads? John, do you want to talk about Eyes of Fire? Sure. Because this sounds really cool. Yeah, so this movie uh, was pretty much not lost, but very hard to find uh, on that. Uh, You can watch it online at like 360p or whatever, so like one one quarter of 1080p uh, and that. But like up until now, it was like that's how you're watching it. Uh, it's just being re-released by uh, Severn Films uh, and that, so brand new transfer and everything. And what it is, is uh, there's this preacher uh, in like the 1700s who's having an affair with the wife of the vi- village founder uh, in that the preacher and the wife get driven out of town. They take a whole part chunk of the community with them they go move off to find a new place to live when they're going they get attacked uh and everything uh on the river some of them die some of them make it off they find this valley to live in and the valley is where no one lives but they find this empty cabin uh rundown place and everything and they start taking it over and living there and batshit weird crazy stuff happens uh and that so this is all about the type of thing like the fear of exploration the fear of getting not knowing what living somewhere where you have no control over things like that you have ghosts you have monsters it's all weird kind of stuff uh it's cool it's fun uh and when was this originally from uh it was from 1983 uh and that so yeah so like this thing was one of those ones which was lost and when we like soon as we knew we were doing this full core thing this was the first one that steven landry one of our my programmers was like yeah hey this thing's just getting a re-release at the same time uh and that 
So it was kind of like, oh, cool. So suddenly we now have two movies to start off with and everything uh, and that. So, yeah, it's it's I just watched this recently uh, getting prepared. And it is. Yeah, it is crazy. The stuff that goes on, uh, the stuff that happens when you shoot ghosts from with a musket is amazing. You will. <laughs> that's, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> like it's it's just it's crazy. Uh, it is cheesy in that because from the time and the special effects they pushed it as far as they could and probably a little bit too far. Uh, in that, but that's what makes it fun. In that, so I I think this is gonna be a great midnight. That looks it looks like a lot of fun and and 4K. Yep. I'm assuming when they filmed it that they never thought they'd get a 4K re- restoration. <laughs> I don't it. think they knew what 4K was. It was film, <laughs> and that so it's it is what it is. Yeah, and John, quit ruining no. my joke. I like yeah, I like you're ruining it. Literally, you're literally taking it. Yeah, stop it. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I refuse to. Uh, Jeff, what is going on for lunch on Saturday, November 27th? Uh, so, yeah, so for Saturday at lunch, I'm handing it over to John. <laughs> I can't wait for this movie. So, uh, this is the definitive guide to folk horror in video format. It's really what it is. Uh, over three hours long, uh, they have in, uh, Kayla Janice. Uh, so, she actually was the person who created the Saturday morning all-you-can-eat uh, cereal cartoon party. Uh, and that she is known by a lot of people for her knowledge of genre and just what she does and everything like that. That um, wasn't your idea. You were telling people for years that you came up with that. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, but they're they're from Saskatoon. They're a bunch of rubes. So are they, no, but are <laughs> so she's not from Saskatoon. No, she is not. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there won't be cereal at this. There event, will be no though. cereal at that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it, so yeah, they, it uh, it's like interviews with over fifty uh, filmmakers and histor- film like historians and that uh, everything like Robert Eggers. Uh, there's uh, who else is in it? Uh, yeah, Ari Aster, uh, Lawrence Gordon Clark, uh, and that. Um, yeah, there's a ton of people in that. Uh, they cover. Uh, so on in the write-up in our program, I haven't put it on our website yet. I added the link to the letterboxed of 221 movies, or is it 222? Either of that, one of those numbers. Th- that many movies are discussed in this. So it is the definitive guide to full core, uh, and it it flies. Yeah, it flies by watching it. It's like it's really cool in that. So this is what drove the full core. Uh, this is the reason we're doing it, uh, because of this documentary. And that this was my first. Oh, uh, it looks very yeah, quest. The, the poster is wicked. And yeah, that. this movie is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see this. Yep. So yes. Yeah, so. All right, and what are we doing after we have lunch? At about three <laughs> thirty. Yeah. Then we're moving on to when I consume <laughs> you, uh, and that which fits with the whole lunch thing. Please, uh, boozy. <laughs> so there's yeah there's a, a folklore slash lunch kind of <laughs> that's the theme this year so yeah we're we're moving on to the it's a lower budget film uh our afternoons are always these really interesting horror movies that have something weird to say or something different about them uh dark song um uh, that's why we showed November. gremlins a couple of years ago in the afternoon yeah, yeah. well it fits in there <laughs> yeah. 
little indie yeah. film. Uh, but we always find these really cool, weird, different things uh, that some people will go, oh man, this is like, no. Other people, will be, it'll come away their best film of the year uh, and that. So this one is from the director of They Look Like People, uh, Perry Blackshear. Uh, and what it is, is a brother and sister uh, who have had a tragedy in their life uh, and everything. And they are kind of haunted by that tragedy and also a manifestation of it and everything. And it's this really cool, creepy, smaller film uh, about their relationship and this weird thing that's kind of haunting them and that. Uh, I don't want to go much more into it uh, and everything. So it, it's, it's I know for a couple of programmers, it's their favorite in that. So like I have my favorites, this is some of the others. Uh, oh, that that's, yeah. that's high praise. Okay. In that. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking for, I think the audience is really going to dig it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what is going on at 5.45? So that's kind of right before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to show movies. We will find time for you to eat. There is, we, we kept enough time in there so people could have about 40 minutes to run out, I'm just, grab a bite You know what? Eat. I'm just trying to give people a schedule that's based around when they're going to eat yeah. so that they know. Because I always base when I'm going to see movies so, off that. We're going to have Black Cat Pizza? Yep. Hell yeah, Black Cat. I've been uh, singing Black Cat's praises over here in Vancouver. (laughs) I I love Black Cat. Their pizza is good. Their pizza is awesome. Their food is amazing, period. The punk shows are great there. The carpet smells like pee. It's everything. It's everything you want. John would love it there, though. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This movie is going to be fucking awesome. I cannot wait for this. Sure, you want to talk about it? it? No. (laughs) So, uh, Jim Cummings' new movie. Uh, Say it, it again. So, Say it again, John. Jim yeah. Cummings. Say it again, John. Jim Cummings. <laughs> His new movie uh, is the beta test. So he's the director from and star from Thunder Road and uh, Thunder Road and The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh, so in this one, he and Halloween uh, kills. He is, and Halloween kills. Oh, and how, yeah, actually, that was amazing. I that caught me totally off guard when he just me too. Up. Yeah, this indie darling. Yeah. Yep, fuck Greener Grass was awesome. I watched that movie like eight times when it came out. <laughs> the, oh, okay, sorry. Uh, I sidetracked. I started thinking about food. The beta test. Yeah, I started thinking about uh, Black Cat Pizza. Uh, <laughs> There's spinach pizza, though, for real. There's spinach pizza's unreal. So this one is... <laughs> So this one is, uh, so he stars as uh, an agent in Hollywood, uh, and he's a pretty much a jerk, but it's a takedown of the, all the, that whole, the, the role of an agent, what they do and stuff like that and everything and who they are. Uh, and what it is, is he receives this purple envelope with inside is an invitation to anonymous sex. And it, he sits there. Oh, I don't want. He's gonna. He's engaged to be married, and that. So he kind of waffles back and forth. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna, and then eventually goes does this. Uh, and then after that happens, he starts discovering that there's news stories of people being killed by their spouse, their partner, whoever, uh, because they went on this. They they got found out, 
and things like that. Uh, he they starts got investigating. Got. He's convinced that he's going to be blackmailed uh, in that and everything. So it's him, this mystery, trying to figure out who set this up, what are they doing, why do they, who was this woman he met, he doesn't know, uh, and everything. And it's this thriller of him trying to discover this mystery while doing a takedown of the personalities and the people involved in these roles and that. And it's really fun. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. Yep. 545. Yep. Yeah. And then we have what's going on at 745 yep. that has a little bit of a local flavor to it. Yep. So uh, director Ruben Martel is from Saskatchewan. Uh, he has made a film in Alberta, unfortunately, because our government sucks here and killed the film credit. So they he, made, he was responsible for directing Don't Say Its Name. Uh, this is a story, an indigenous story. Uh, it ties in with the whole folk horror side of things uh, of a yeah. young woman who's killed on the roadside uh, by a vehicle. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with... Well, it was a young activist that plays a big yeah. part yeah. into it. Yeah, and that, and it's the whole, is it the business, stuff like that, and was she murdered for whatever. But this thing starts killing people and that and everything and it usually seems to be people who are involved or something like that and it's a ghost monster story uh and what it it's pretty yeah, cool actually it's, it's uh there's two sisters in it uh who not their characters are sisters one's a cop uh, the other one is like ex-military <laughs> type thing is back and everything. She was kind of the wild child and stuff like that. And it's them investigating, trying to figure out what is hurting people and discovering the whole, uh, is this a like part of indigenous legend and is it this monster and what and it's all these interesting characters they meet and stuff like that it's a really it's a really great strong story and that with these two really great leads uh and that and it's yeah uh so we have ruben uh coming out uh sarah Lise, uh macarthur is coming out and i am gonna i'm apologizing the woman who plays the monster uh is actually coming out too uh in that so we have all, all three of them coming out uh, and it's uh, Sheena, is, is, uh, is it Sheena? Yes, Sheena Kane. Is that coming? Yeah, thank you, Sheena. Yeah, thank you. Uh, she, yeah and that'll uh, be a, that'll be an in-person Q and A after the film. Yep. Nice. Yeah, and we uh, we met Ruben um, uh, a couple weeks ago when we showed our Halloween movies. He's super nice guy, uh, willing to talk about anything uh, related to the movie. Uh, there may have been some issues on in the movie that uh, he's just going to open up on, so that's going to be a really good Q and A. Cool. What do we got going on at 10 p.m.? Uh, it looks like the sequel to Baby Driver. 100. percent Yeah, you really that <laughs> sequel just sums to that, Baby Geniuses. Yeah, it sums up the movie right there. I think we can just go on to the sadness now. Baby that. Geniuses <laughs> yeah. three, Baby Assassins. So <laughs> yeah, so this is Baby yeah. Assassins. That's the, that's the joke, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Baby general. Assassins. <laughs> uh, it's uh, two probably night like teen uh, girls, maybe their early twenties, uh, living together. They're both assassins. They're not babies. No, they're though. not babies. Uh, but maybe they kill babies. You have to watch, I'm the, out. You have to watch the movie oh, to find oh, out. I'm back in. 
Oh, I never thought yeah. of it that way. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's they're a mismatch, of course. So it's kind of like the Odd Couple. Uh, it's an action comedy, really fun. Uh, I'm convinced that like for the next John Wick movie, they should get both of these two in it. Uh, and that uh, it's or they could stop making John Wick movies. But they're so good. <laughs> Are you done with John Wick now? Well, I just I don't want it to get dragged out. Well, wait, wait. It, it feels like it's getting to that point. Yeah. I agree. What about uh, wait till after the Continental? So the TV series that's coming too. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the other, uh, the two young teens, uh, they're they're basically told by their employer, their boss, that they have to get regular jobs, so that they have kind of a cover uh, and everything. And one doesn't want to work, the other goes out and gets a job. Sounds like this. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> they get what they get this weird job in this weird hosting thing that you have to you'll have to see and yeah it turns into a total balls of the wall action flick by the end with tons of comedy and that and it's it's fun it's like i it's one of i think uh this was jay's like one of his favorite when he was watching them uh, yeah and it's uh, very violent too yes it's it's yes. bubbly violent so that's why jay loved it in that so yeah so i think it's gonna be like it's it gets you ready for our last movie with like we'll get you in some action and, and get you hyped up and that and then we're going into like our closing film and that closing film uh it's at 12 o'clock and it is aptly titled after my life uh so this is the sadness so this is the one where uh when we were discussing this so we're we knew the buzz from this movie so we knew this is an extreme movie in that. So when we watched it, the comment from programs were, oh, it, yeah, it's actually a good movie too. So we were kind of like, oh, is it just going to be one of these movies that does extreme for extreme and isn't a great movie in that? But like, no, it's a really, really good movie. And what it is is uh, kind of like COVID. People start getting infected. When they get infected, it kills off their inhibitions, kind of like COVID in that. <laughs> that isn't happening to you guys I'm on fire right now <laughs> uh, and yeah it is like this movie if you can think of something violent that people might do to other people it happens and that and it is extreme and it's it all I think about yeah it follows the, the young couple who gets separated and them trying to get back together and everything and with this really insane evil he's on the poster uh creepy older guy who's tracking down the woman and everything and they're not zombies they're intelligent they're just driven without like there's no impulse no impulse control uh, and everything and yeah we're giving warnings on this it like it, there's sexual assault in this there's extreme violence it goes places that you probably might not should go but that's part of being an extreme movie and that and that's what you should do if you're going to be an extreme movie you should be an extreme movie yeah go all out yep and that and if it was if it wasn't a good movie like it is sitting like still i think at a 95 percent on rotten tomatoes and that for like and that I've heard the most insane, awesome things about this movie from everyone that I've talked to has seen it, has said it's just an absolute blast, but it's insane. Yeah, it's winning awards and everything at festivals. Uh, yeah, it's like we're we're being sure to warn everyone, but also, you know what? Come out, have a good time with it uh, and enjoy it, it in a way you can enjoy an extreme movie. 
Yeah. So big time trigger warning on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. And that, and it's gonna be a, it'll be an interesting way to close out the festival. <laughs> and that. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, we're gonna close that one out strong. So yeah. Wait, are you telling me that there's no after party? There's no two a.m. going over to John's house. He will individually pick pieces of his beard hair and give you them so you can take them home as kind of like a door prize thing. Uh, you weren't supposed to. That's tell not happening. Anyone. That was just for you and me. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's ruined if we're done. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now your privilege, your beard plucking privileges are revoked. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. I was gonna call dibs on on some chin stuff, but maybe I'll get some of the back. Some of that parmesan know, chin. Yeah. yeah. No parmesan chin. <laughs> yeah. This is just looks like another amazing year at the Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival. Uh, thank you guys so much for continuing to do this and for putting in the yeah. work to get it done. Because obviously people need to hear, and they they well they've heard on this episode. You guys watch over a hundred movies so that you can give everyone twenty. Um, so like obviously there's a little bit more than twenty, but you know what I mean. Uh, the ratio is not in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, uh, like and I don't want to, like there's a ton of good stuff we're, we're, that we're not showing. Oh yeah, in that and everything. I remember last year it was hard to cut stuff. Like yep. it, was, it was hard. Like luckily they just took them from us. Like we weren't we weren't <laughs> able to get them. That's always the best case scenario if you're ever going to need to lose something. But uh, yeah, no, can't wait to to make it back for this. Uh, where can people pick up tickets? Uh sure. So and yeah. uh, no, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to ask if there was, uh, if you're still available to do the pre-orders uh, for merch and everything, if people want to go check that oh, out. Okay, sure. So uh, we'll do the merch thing first. So on our website, uh, we've closed off the hoodie orders uh, and that I'm going to talk to the company that's doing them. And if they still want to be able to do them like one-offs or something after, then cool. But we haven't, we didn't commit to that. We just committed to an initial batch. So those have been shipped off uh, to be ordered. Uh, but uh, we have the Red Bubble store uh, and that. So just go to SK Film Fest. At the top, we have hoodie, hoodies and merch. Click there, and there's the link to the Red Bubble site and everything. And yeah, and that has all our kind of the shirts with the full poster on and everything. Uh, we did the special run with the hoodies where it was just the deer brand. Can you still? These things are going to be hot. They're going to be like like Gucci or. or uh, yeah, House of Gucci. Like- <laughs> coming out tomorrow yeah like they're gonna be design people are gonna be like hey you guys got that new sk film fest merch yeah wow i'm excited for 20 years from now when they make house of gucci on stage <laughs> <laughs> the new ridley scott film and for okay. the and, and for well for the film festival itself yeah check out skfilmfest.com uh our schedules are uh, we have all the films listed on the front page uh, near festival screenings and events at the top, we have a list of all the films, each with their own individual page. There's a schedule uh, in a nice table format there. Uh, we do most of our posting on Facebook, so just search for Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival. Uh, That's oh, how you know you're and, boomers. And, and Jeff is, yeah, so I do so, most of the posting on yeah, Facebook. So everyone reinstall everyone else, your Facebook. Everyone else, <laughs> everyone else does, uh, does the other stuff. <laughs> So Jeff does uh, Twitter and Instagram. Hell yeah! Just want to mention that uh, full pro full COVID protocol in effect at the theater to keep everybody safe, and the theater is going to be at uh, uh, on their own. They're going to reduce their capacity again just to keep everybody safe. So uh, safety and uh, of of all the audience goers is number one priority still. Well, Boozy, do you have anything you want to touch on before we close up shop? 
Um, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to see, get back to Jeff and see what he thought about the political issues that are going on right now in Israel, <laughs> and if he had, uh... <laughs> yeah. So, I can cut this you if know, you want me to. You know, I think we've made progress, but we've got such a long way to go. <laughs> we've got a long way to go. It's an uphill battle, but we've just started. I'm sorry, guys. I just completely threw a wrench at that. <laughs> Oh, keep it in. All right. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is great. Thanks for doing what you guys do, and uh, I will be seeing you in a short few weeks here. Can't wait. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the another episode of the Terror Table, and we will see you next time. And uh, make sure you get out there, support some cinema, maybe watch Joker before you do it. But we'll see you <laughs> next time on the Terror Table. Oh, bye. Oh, uh, wait. Hey, Mitch. Before you log off, don't yeah. don't hit. Uh, by the way, butt boy. But boy, but boy, <laughs> everyone says but boy, but boy. boy. That's a good one. Good, good save, John. All right, see you guys next time.